it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. I'm not going to sit here and just read to you the 45-page indictment. I read it last night. It reads like a monologue on any particular MSNBC show or a Washington Post op-ed. But the first charge that Jack Smith threw at Donald Trump is 18 U.S.C. 371. Conspiracy to commit offense or to defraud the United States. When I read this to you, you're immediately, this is going to be so easy. I know these people are convinced. I'm a non-lawyer. These people are convinced that you don't understand this stuff. It's complicated, you see. It's about, uh, you're immediately, here's what's going to happen. I got my coffee right in front of me. You're immediately going to start to run through names of people who have been an obvious violation of this statute. If two or more persons conspire either to commit any offense against the United States or to defraud the United States or any agency thereof in any manner for any purpose and one or more such persons do any act to affect the object of the conspiracy, each shall be fined under this title and imprisoned or imprisoned not more than five years. If, however, the offense, the commission of which is the object of the conspiracy, is a misdemeanor only, the punishment for such conspiracy shall not exceed the maximum punishment provided for such misdemeanor. Comey, Page, Strzok, McCabe. They submitted a document that they knew was completely false to the FISA court to open the investigation into Donald Trump. Kevin Kleinsmith, who was found not guilty in a D.C. jury, in a trial, was the one that removed all designations of Carter Page's service in the CIA. Why are these people not in jail? Tony Fauci and his cohorts at the NIH lied about Wuhan, lied to the president of the United States, lied to the entire country, and we locked down. That's just a couple right there. You can go on and on and on and on. This is what they're going to try to get Donald Trump on. Don't tell me we don't have justice diversity. Now, you're going to have people out there who are saying, well, Trump lied, Trump lied, Trump lied. Is the DOJ now going to police the speech of politicians? How many of you liked your doctor? Did you keep your doctor? We can go on and on and on and on and on. But they're going to try to get him on conspiracy to commit an offense or defraud the United States. You had 51 people. Tony Blinken created a document signed by 51 members of the intelligence community who said the laptop was Russian disinformation. They knew that was not true. And they did that to affect the outcome of the election. Shall I continue? We could do this all day. We've watched one political elite after another commit this exact fraud. Nobody gets charged unless your name is Donald Trump, unless you are a Republican. They are doing this. They are doing this to take Donald Trump out of the race. You don't need me to tell you that. 
your instincts are 100% correct. It is interesting that the judge in the case is not just an Obama appointee, but works side by side with Hunter Biden and Kristen Gillibrand, but that's not nearly as important. Tanya Chutkin, I'm going to pronounce her name right, worked with Hunter Biden at Boyce, Schiller, and Flexner, one of the most notorious Democrat law firms. And Jack Smith, if you don't know, is married to the woman who serves as the documentary filmmaker for the Obamas. I'm going to pronounce her name right, Katie Shevney. Interesting. It's almost like we have a cabal of people who are all in on it and know each other. Now they're going to say this judge was chosen at random, just like Eileen Cannon. Does anybody believe that? Does anybody believe that? They might think that their Mar-a-Lago documents case is weak, but they think they have this one. These are important facts to know. And it is CNN, not Salem News Channel, not Sirius XM Patriot, that's reporting that the judge also has made public statements about January 6th. That's called bias. There's so much here. Now, if I were to sit here and read all the charges, it would bore you. But quite literally, parts of the indictment read like press clippings. Now, they're going to say, that Donald Trump conspired with an alternate slate of electors. John F. Kennedy did the exact same thing in 1960 in the state of Hawaii. My friend Joel Pollack wrote a great piece about it at Breitbart. And they did so because they weren't sure about the certification of the electoral votes in Hawaii. And Kennedy was readying a slate of electors should the state legislature overturn the results. Did any of these people actually attempt to submit a fake certificate? Did they travel to Washington to claim that they were the rightful electors? No. Conspiracy could be any any discussion. And notice, the co-conspirators are his legal team. John Eastman, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, People that were giving the president legal advice. At a time when we know that states were changing their election laws unconstitutionally. And had the Supreme Court looked at that and said, wait a second. State Supreme Courts in Pennsylvania can't just change election law. That's not what Article 2 says. State secretaries of state can't just change deadlines or ballot security measures without the input of the legislative body. That's not what Article 2 says, and that's exactly what happened. In Nevada, in Wisconsin, in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. So if Donald Trump was readying a legal strategy, that is not illegal. Now, if they're going to try to nail him, with Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. It's a D.C. jury. They are taking the thinnest of legal theories here 
and trying to ram it through in a town where 93% of the people vote Democrat and absorb a nonstop IV drip of MSNBC and the Washington Post. Now remember this as well. Timothy McVeigh had his trial moved from Oklahoma City to Colorado. And it is true the blind shake was tried in New York City. But there is absolutely no chance that Donald Trump can get a fair trial in the District of Columbia. And Phil Holloway sent me an interesting point that the special counsel at some point is going to have to prove there was no election fraud. It's not what whether or not Donald Trump was consulting with his legal team. He was. No one's denying that. But right here in the indictment, it says the purpose of the conspiracy was to overturn the legitimate results of the 2020 presidential election by using knowingly false claims of election fraud to obstruct the federal government function by which those results are collected, counted, and certified. Jack Smith's going to have to prove there was no fraud at all. This case might fall apart. Well, it might fall apart somewhere else in the country. But Jack Smith knows he's got a D.C. jury. And a judge who's made public statements condemning the January 6th events. That's what I will call them. Notice none of the people in the Democrat Party who not only egged on riots all through 2020, nobody was charged with the riot and attempt to invade the White House grounds in June of 2020. Nobody. No conspiracy, no co-conspirators, nothing. But if you read this indictment, and it, if you look, if you're a lawyer, it might excite you. Uh, for everyone else, it'd be quite boring. It seems like they're just hoping that there's enough hatred for Donald Trump that they'll get their conviction. Now, an interesting point is that on page five of the indictment, on page five of the indictment, Jack Smith accuses the president of conspiring to flip electors, as I've said. Headline Politico, Democratic presidential electors revolt against Trump. At least a half dozen Democratic electors have signed on to an attempt to block Donald Trump from winning an electoral college majority, an effort designed not only to design, does not deny Trump the presidency, but also undermine the legitimacy of the institution. This piece is dated November 22nd, 2016. The presidential electors, mostly former Bernie Sanders supporters who hail from Washington State and Colorado, are now lobbying their Republican counterparts in other states to reject their oaths and in some cases, state law, to vote against Trump when the Electoral College meets on December 19. Even the most optimistic among the Democratic electors acknowledge they're unlikely to persuade the necessary 37 Republican electors to reject Trump, the number they'd likely need to deny him the presidency and send the final decision to the House of Representatives. Even if they do, the House Republican-run House would simply elect Trump anyway. That's not the point. Is Bernie Sanders behind this? Was that ever investigated? I don't believe it was. 
But the Democratic electors are convinced that even in defeat, their efforts would erode confidence in the Electoral College and fuel efforts to eliminate it. Ending the body's 228-year run is the only official constitutional process for electing the president. Wait a second. What does that say again? If two or more persons conspire either to commit any offense against the United States or defraud the United States or any agency thereof in any manner for any purpose and for one or more such persons to do any act to affect the object of the conspiracy, each shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than five years. So the Democrats orchestrated an effort to flip the votes of Republican electors while acting faithless in their own right. You know, watching some of the people melt down on MSNBC last night was kind of interesting because there was Chris Hayes. Chris Hayes was all over social media, all over social media, telling these electors they didn't have to abide by their oath, that they could, in fact, elect Hillary Clinton. That's a public effort. Wine six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. So it seems like what we have here is simply an effort to remove Donald Trump from the ballot, and perhaps even incarcerate the former president of the United States, literally locking up the enemy of the Democrats. All right, coming up in a little bit, some pieces I didn't get to yesterday. We ran out of time. John Solomon from JustTheNews.com and Just the News Radio here on Sirius XM is going to join me. We're going to get more details about Devin Archer's testimony. Jonathan Emmerd, the constitutional law attorney and author of The Authoritarians, The Assault on Individual Liberty, The Constitution and Free Enterprise from the 19th Century to the Present is going to join us. We'll go over the indictment. And I reached out to Alex Clark, host of The Spillover with Alex Clark and a Turning Point USA contributor. She gave an amazing review of the new Barbie movie, which tracks what I've been saying. I'm telling you, there is going to be a return to hyper-girly trad fashion that will have been kicked off by this movie. Cultural moments are hard to predict, but they do have an effect. We're right, they're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125.